Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions. The ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. The world of animation, we have one of the heavyweights. Uh, Katie Lee joins us. She's a multifaceted voiceover veteran. Connie Kendall, the world's longest-running international radio drama Adventures in Odyssey. You've heard of that. Also, other roles she's played, including Baby, is it Rolf? Rolf, uh-huh. And the Emmy Award-winning Jim Henson's Muppet Babies cartoon series and uh, and a whole bunch more now. Or also, you played, is it Richie and Richie Rich? I did in one of its incarnations, yes. Wow. See, that was my favorite. And so, <laughs> welcome to the program. Ah, <laughs> Well, thank you, Michael. It's good to be here. Yay! <laughs> Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit North dashamerica.beardynamic.com and by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit vocalboothtogo.com for more information. And by Hamilton Stands, founded in 1883 in Hamilton, Ohio, Hamilton Stands is the oldest music and instrument stand maker in the world. They offer a broad range of sheet music stands, band and orchestra instrument stands, and combo stands, including mic stands, guitar and keyboard stands, and accessories. In fact, the broadcast you're listening to is made using a Hamilton stage rocker mic stand. Visit HamiltonStands.com. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission, to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics, along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom. And we're for creators. It's so cool to talk to people who are in animation, especially one like yourself, who has, you know, been very successful in this business. And so you're still going strong. So how did this all start for you? I was a good student who talked too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, basically, someone suggested that uh, I should try animation. It's terrible. It's a terrible, too simplistic story. Uh, but I was out of college. I mean, no, well, out of high school, and um, so I kind of got a little bit of an idea. But I wasn't. I never thought of myself as an actor. 
when I was in San Francisco, I worked with an actor in a just an office job, and I took some improv classes, and, and I thought, well, maybe I could do some voice work to make some extra money. <laughs> so I called some agents. They said, you need to make a demo. They referred me to Lucille Bliss, who many people might know as Smurfette, who lived in San Francisco. Cool. <laughs> uh, she said, oh, well, I'm having a, you know, I'm, I do a workshop. You can come audit. It's our last week. You can come audit. So I went to the last week. I audited. I sat there. I listened. I'm not even sure if I participated. Maybe I did. And I never took any classes. I just paid her and we went into a booth and made a demo. (laughs) I mean, we worked on some copy, I guess. And uh, I got an agent in San Francisco and um, it's kind of funny. And then I started, I, I did book one gig. And back in the day, it was a pitch, right? The ad agency was pitching Hawaiian Punch with a slot a film strip that's how they did the presentation a film strip uh-huh. and i did some voiceover for it and because it was a film strip it qualified me to join the screen actors guild and so i did and in the meantime when i was auditioning i was i didn't go on that many auditions but it was kind of neat and this one girl was interviewing me and i asked how she got her job because i thought her job was cool producing and she said that she got a degree in broadcasting at San Francisco State. I think she went there. And I was shocked that you could get a degree in something that sounded so fun because I had taken a break from college because I didn't know what I wanted to major in. What were you studying at the time? What did you think you wanted to do? Well, I wanted to be a... um, The only thing that appealed to me when I was uh, like my first and second year of college was linguistics. Hmm. And I thought I would be a linguistics major, but I just couldn't see what job that would lead to if you were a linguist. Now I see if I had followed that after I became a Christian, uh, you know, a real believer that I found out about the Wycliffe Bible translators and people who do stuff like that. So it it, it might have been really great if I did that. But at the time I thought, well, you got to go somewhere, I guess, and find some almost extinct language and write a dictionary and you know i don't know that's about what i thought linguists did so well you're you're part of people's families i mean speaking of being a christian in this show adventures and honesty i'm talking about like kids to teens to adults yeah it does feel like one big big uh international family of course you're are you the original connie or what yeah i've been doing it for 32 years wow isn't that I mean, crazy? That's a big, and yes. And that, that's a big deal because it's, you know, long running, extremely well produced, you know, the show. I mean, the way that they do the radio dramatization and a lot of work goes into this. Tell me what, what's it like behind the scenes? Well, I think it takes about three months to produce an episode. When we first started, and I'm so blessed, I just want to say I, I can yes. never, ever, ever express how thankful I am that the way my life with its little twists and turns, and I am writing a, a autobiography about this, which hopefully will get published, ended up hearing Focus on the Family on the radio, hearing uh, one of their initial audio dramas, and I drove over to their office, knocked on their door, gave them mm-hmm. a reel-to-reel demo, and you know developed a, a friendship relationship over there, and then they kind of wrote the part with me in mind. And, you know, I guess people don't always think it works that way, that, you know, having connections even outside, that it's not just about the audition, but how you carry yourself outside and and are you connecting with people? And, and of course, you showing a go-getter 
spirit right from the very, <laughs> knocking down the door, you know, and just say, hey, well, here I am. I, yeah. I, well, I had been praying, you know, that God would give me a, an opportunity to, you know, use my voice for ministry somehow, but I didn't know how to do it. Wow. And, and I had been working at that time, actually had a starring role in a cartoon called Dungeons and Dragons, which mm-hmm. was, you know, pretty popular, but the church at that time was like totally against it. And I almost quit voice acting because I thought, or, you know, I was involved in something. Yeah, those are the same kids or, that they watch Harry Potter and go to church afterwards. I mean, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, to, yeah. at that time in the evangelical church, there was a lot of legalism and reaction. Still is, you know, yeah, I, I hear you. That, I, I don't mean to be judgmental. But I felt very conflicted, and uh, I thought maybe I should stop voice acting. Mm. I wasn't going to stop going to church. So then when I was driving somewhere out, actually, to Arcadia, where Focus on the Family was that day, and I'm listening to Focus on the Family on the radio and hearing this, they did some initial shows called Family Portraits just to sort of test the waters for radio drama. And I, and I heard the voices, and I knew who they were, and I knew they were professional people. I really hightailed it, looked them up in the telephone book where their address was and said, you know, I really want to be a part of this if I can. And um, it's just, I mean, really an answer to prayer. And I don't know if anybody saw, maybe you saw it, Michael. Scott Rummel did a TEDx talk recently, Hmm. and he's a voice actor in Orange County, California. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend people. He's a believer, too. Oh, wow. He um, grew up in Orange County. You know, was fascinated by the radio, loved Disneyland, wanted to be the, you know, just got so excited every time he heard the announcer. Well, fast forward, he's now that guy at Disneyland who says, you know, look to the skies, it's time for the fire. I mean, he's wow. the announcer. <laughs> and, and, and what got me, the same feeling I have that he was said, you know, somebody said to him, do the math. What are the odds that you would have that job? Like what there are no odds. It's it's impossible. And really, because I got I auditioned for this little drama group at our church because I thought, well, I'm an actor, you know, I bet they could use, you know, they could use me. And uh, when I auditioned, they rejected me. I won't say rejected, but I didn't get in because they said they didn't think I'd been a believer long enough. And I thought, wow, what does God want me to do then? But I love radio. I love, I really love radio and I love, you know, voice acting, but radio. And so to have this happen and have it be going on for this many years, I mean, what are the odds? It's pretty much impossible. You ever get letters like it was me as a, as a little child and then my child and then. Oh, the- yeah. <laughs> grandkids. No, it's all on to grandkids yeah, that's now. What I meant. You're part of the family. That's what I meant by that. that it's uh- unbelievable. As a matter of fact, I don't know, this sounds kind of crazy, but there's this new app called Cameo. And you can send messages to people. They can request it. And like a lot of times when we go to conventions, Comic-Cons and things, you know, people want to make a video with you or have a message for somebody. So now they can do it. Yeah, and I'll bet you some of the episodes that they say, hey, that one episode that you were in, it changed my life, mm-hmm. much in the way that you're saying that your life got changed. And, the, you know, there's a lot of, uh, of course, truth and, uh, and Bible and, and, uh, and the storylines, too, that affect oh, yeah. not only kids, it's, but adults, you know, as well. 
It's so powerful and it's just remarkable. I don't even have words. Because I, when I started, I was, well, I was 28 and, you know, it's been going a long time. This yeah. is like my, my, my parallel life. And once you're in it, I mean, and you're Kendall. established and you could do your thing, you know, uh, it's, I mean, that's one of those things you're kind of in a, in a safe, I don't know. It's not like you always have to prove yourself, you know, once you're an established voiceover actor, actress in doing a, a well, series. Well, that's not true. I don't oh, have really? to audition to be Connie anymore, but. Right. Okay, but for other stuff you do, right. She's pretty much, oh my goodness, <laughs> I audition all day long. When I get off this interview, I've got a stack of auditions to do. Yesterday, really? I was like, my goodness, I think I've had to come up with 10 different character voices today, maybe really? more. Would you charge us if you if you kind of give us a little like uh, greatest hits right there i'm doing this app for a company and all the phonemes make different sounds but they're goofy cool. so like it's like like something like that wow you got a great job um i i what did i do yesterday i have to you know, some is narration where I'm just reading, you know, a commercial and hear it, blah, blah, bang. You know, we make sure that, you know, you have low interest rates and we're all friendly. Uh, but this was just a regular one, too. This wasn't just animation. You do regular, you know, yes. spots, too. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. I do. And then, you know, I, I probably did some other voices like this. Mom, why did you turn off the internet? Kind of stuff. <laughs> and and I was also read for the mom, you know. And this comes really naturally. Are you do you practice doing this? I mean, it, did it always kind of just come naturally? Practice when you're auditioning. Yeah. And I, I learned a lot when I got started. There are only about 200 people in LA doing voiceover when I started. Hmm. So, you know, uh, it made work more plentiful. It also, you know, it was petrifying at first. And then, you know, you watch other people and get ideas. And like I said, when I teach, I really tell people it's really a listening game and not a talking game. Hmm. Because, you know, you channel the stuff that you hear through yourself when you create a character. So the more aware you are watching, you know, old movies and, and just being familiar with different characters and archetypes and stereotypes and then playing with that. But like I said, I'm a big radio fan, you know, so I'm very auditory. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, everything to me, people, you know, some people are very visual and they look and, and all the colors they see tell them something and form them. And, and you know, they, they, they filter their experience through how things look. But I kind of filter my experience through how things sound. Mm. And, you know, it's weird, but I'll tell you what, when I found my way into the voiceover community, I just, I don't know, maybe you felt the same way. Like, these are my peeps. We all kind of think along the same lines. If I say something, they know what I'm talking about. I was going to say that, you know, when you have the ability to sound the way that you just did with some of the voices, uh, is it kind of like a secret family in a way? It's like a secret family, darling. It's, it's very it's secret. Like you can do that, which I can never do that. And <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how it's I was like, wow, who, who's that? Um, oh, well, just put your name down here and you can take a class with me later. All right. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I mean, and and so when other people do it, it, it must be kind of like I don't know it, what is it like? It's uh, like ping pong. I heard Jerry Seinfeld saying when you know one comedian gets to know another comedian, it's like a dog, like a pomeranian, like hey, you're one of my kind, you know? It's exactly that. When especially I used to loop a lot of movies and 
So I'd meet people and, you know, because you've got to be aware of the nuances of sound in order to mimic. Yes. Because really we're mimicking. We're mimicking either something we've heard or an idea, you know, a character. You could read something and replicate a way you've interpreted a character you've read through your voice as an attitude because there's so much to creating a voice. It's not just a voice. It's an attitude. It's an age. It's a pace. It's a pitch. It's, you know, maybe a, an affect and, you know, a physical thing that you do. So all that comes together to create the characters because they're really characters. If I just read a voice like this and didn't do anything with it, there wouldn't be much of a character, although it could be a very flat character. What if I took that voice and maybe gave her a little bit of an attitude? She could be, you know, a little snippy, or she could be very sweet with the same pitch and voice. You know, it just depends, and so that'll fit maybe a, a grandmother, where the other one would probably be a secretary. Wow. What, I mean, is it too juvenile to, to say, have you ever like called as, a, as one of the characters to order pizza or <laughs> takeout? You ever do that? No, I haven't because I'd like to get paid for what I do. But what I have done back in the day when all we had was landlines, I'd answer the phone and, hello, is your mother there? No. Sorry. Bye. So <laughs> just assumed I was one of the kids. So they asked to speak to my mother. Well, I want to talk there? about your no. faith for just a minute. Sometimes, you know, I forget that, you know, we know, we were one time only a Christian show, you know. And mm. so when I get someone who, who is a Christian, if you're comfortable, of course, talking about it, I would love to, to find sure. out who became a believer. Because obviously it's one of the things when I first met you at a, you know, voiceover convention, that it was one of the first things you spoke about. So how, how did you come to Christ? Well, I was raised, actually. I was raised Episcopalian. But after, like, mm, let's see, maybe 1981, I moved. I think there are some people praying for me and my, my first husband. And we went to, this is a funny story, but basically, make a long story short, we went to church on the beach. They had, and I thought, this is cool. We go to church on the beach and, you know, kill two birds with one stone. And somebody that we missed the church service, we got the time wrong, but somebody invited us, somebody who I would call my spiritual mentor, invited uh, us to a home group. And, uh, you know, we just started studying the Bible and, you know, recognize, learn things that I didn't know, was challenged and surrounded by other believers. And I, you know, was led by the Holy Spirit, I guess. It sounds so simplistic to, you know, we started going to that church and, you know, went up for an altar call and, you know, got, you know spending the rest of my life trying to get to know Jesus, right? You know, you, it starts with something and then you evolve. Just giving, trusting God with my life and knowing that He has a plan, having faith. I mean, in this business, I don't know how people get through it without because you Bye basically <laughs> you get fired every day. God is my stability and yes. my joy and because work can't be. And, uh, you know, it's almost 40 years that I've been living this way. And um, I can tell you, God is faithful. Yes, he is. He really is. And uh, your has it actually affected your faith a little bit being on the, that uh, popular oh, you know, Christian Are you show? kidding? Yeah. Adventures I mean, and Odyssey. I would just get so, it's so amazing. I, so but when we used to do more scripts, we, like I said, we started once a week. Now we've got about 900 shows in the can. We only record about four times a year. Really? 
and I don't do as much as I used to. I wish I, I did, but you know, a lot of episodes had Connie in them and I'd show up and oh my goodness, the script like totally reflect, reflected what I was actually going through in my life. And I would get convicted and think, oh, are they watching me? I mean, it's strange. I cannot tell you how often art was imitating life. So yeah, and, and not only in the scripts, because as a believer, you know, not everyone on the show has the same faith. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. But for those of us who do, reading the words and acting, and I think that what makes playing Connie so compelling and so believable for the, our audience is because I feel like I am her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I approach everything from a, the same point of view that she would as a character. So I think that it, I allow those the scripts to touch me, you know, really in a, a, a not just a mental and heartfelt place but a spiritual place too so the scripts do i think um they have informed my walk with god and also the people who i work with because it's a christian you know environment the people there we've prayed for each other we share and does it teach you how to be a better communicator it seems like like they're always working through stuff learning how to communicate through problems and you know Yeah, I mean, it does. I would say more often than not, it kind of reinforces, like I said, what I'm learning in my own life at the same time. It's sort of like parallel reinforcement of wherever I'm at. And maybe it's because a lot of the writers and me are the same age. So maybe our walk is the same, you know, I don't know. But yeah, it does cry from acting. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's incredible. I mean, you know, uh, you may be playing a scene with little Connie and you, do you ever she's picture about, Connie she's older? She's about 22 now. Yeah, I she's tw- <laughs> is she really? She really is that age now? She, yeah, she has to be, right? She started 15. Uh-huh. So we're, I'm, and she's got her own house. Like, well, she inherited it and, you know, she still works at Wits End, but she's an adult, but she's not a, she's a young adult. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Well, let's give out your website because there's no doubt that people, if you're taking on new clients, uh, are going to want to get in touch with you to for coaching mm-hmm. and uh, to learn about the animation if they're interested or voiceover in general. What's your website and, uh, and what's the information that you'd like well, to know? Well, they can find me at katielee.com, K-A-T-I-E-L-E-I-G-H.com. And you can email me through there. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter, I think, Katie Lee VO. It's also, my website's also voiceofyourchildhood.com. If uh, you can't remember my name or how to spell it, (laughs) voiceofyourchildhood.com. And I I do occasionally do workshops and they get streamed. Um, And and also, I just want to say that I work with Phil Lawler, who created Adventures in Odyssey, and Will Ryan and some of the other actors. And we're available to do shows or presentations, you know, at churches or anywhere, an event where they might want to fly us out and hire us to, you know, do a radio type presentation for a school or congregation. And 
that's a lot of fun. So it's that's Fort Blanket Review, and we've got a Facebook page for that. So we have a lot of fun going out and meeting people because that's the best thing after all these years to meet our audience face to face. It's such a huge. It's like seeing your cousins that you haven't met before. Because I was just thinking how I was talking to Chris Anthony, our announcer, last night right before I went to bed, and over the weekend I saw Townsend Coleman who plays Jason in a play locally. We go see each other in real life as well as in the studio. See, that's nice. And, uh, you know, he's a big name, too, as well. He's a huge name, yeah. yeah. And, well, let's give it out again. Townsend Coleman. Townsend Coleman. Were you there when he gave the keynote at Rio Atlanta two years ago? I did not. No, the first time ever just uh, this year to a voiceover conference. Oh, well, welcome. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) If we go down memory lane, you you know, you may want to charge for some of the voices or you don't have to do it. But we go down memory lane, maybe just a little lick of of each character. So if it was one, two, three, adventure. How would that sound? (laughs) How how would that sound if if, uh, one played right off the the other? Hey, I'm sorry I'm late. I ran into this old cartoon character, Baby Roll from the Muppet Babies. Yeah, that was me. Far out. Hey, Connie's pretty cool. She's awesome. Well, um, I'm Hawker Muddlefoot from Darkwing Duck. And, uh, you know, I hope you don't forget about me. And, of course, I was busy on My Little Pony <laughs> and Sunny Gummy on the Gummy Bears. Like I said, nobody listens to me. <laughs> and uh, I was Richie Rich's voice. So, uh, by the way, my mother looks very lovely today. Who doesn't sound that different? From Dumbo, from Dumbo Circus. That's our show for today, boys and girls. I hope you liked it. That was very good. I want to. I wish I had an applause machine, but I'll I'll make the <laughs> applause happen. I'm on a show now, Yokai Watch, where I play this alien space rabbit, and his name is Usapion, and he talks like this. <laughs> uh, and I just got. Uh, I get to be a, a f- bad character on Sailor Moon. I'm now sail- the voice of Sailor Iron Mouse for um, Sailor Moon is an anime show. And I guess their last season was never dubbed in English. So I got to dub that and I'm her. Now, for the people who are doing like a, a pay for play, okay, and are, mm-hmm. you know, for 100 uh, auditions, you know, you're, you're churning this stuff out on a consistent basis. <laughs> you, you are a working actress, you know, really, and making some money doing this. And so, but people have to start somewhere, I guess, you know, but do you, well, ever, you ever feel sorry just for Just to tell you, I'm, well, no, well, you know, I live in a whole different environment. I'm in LA, but I got to tell yeah. you, I, I use pay to play myself. Mm-hmm. I have my own studio and I don't have, I haven't had a lot of success. I hear that from a lot of people. I did in the past. I did in the past. Mm -hmm. I have a few, several clients that have been for years I've had. Lately, it's not the same. So I don't know if they're just inundated. I don't know how the system works. Um, And then a lot of the people, because I've been around town for a long time, you Mm -hmm. know, people send me auditions. I still have to audition every once in a while. Um, I don't have to. It's rare. But but the fact is that they'll send me auditions and like I don't know if they're keeping it, you know, L.A. because it's stuff we do here and have to go to the studio. They're not going to send it all over the world because they're looking for people and people who've worked with me. They know my range. As a matter of fact, I have to redo my demo because I realize there are no bad guys or anything on there that sounds like this. Would you do that with, uh, what's his name, Chuck Duran? I mean, I usually, you see him doing the demos for people. Uh Well, I actually did my commercial demo with him. I'm not sure I'll do the animation one with him. But I did do the commercial one because for some reason I decided when I turned a certain age, I was going to make a demo with no kid voices on it. Mm-hmm. But now that I've done that, 
I will just tell you honestly, I'm not sure that was a, a train up a child the way they should go kind of moment. Because really what I love doing is educational stuff. I like doing character voices and I like doing kids. So I think I might have. And, and it wasn't very funny. And I'm pretty funny. I haven't been that funny this morning. But most of the time, I'm pretty <laughs> funny. And uh, I don't think that I, I, I did a good job. I was just so intent on sounding like a grown up for a change that... <laughs> You know, so I've done that, been there, done that. You but prefer you know, sounding like, I mean, do you, is there more freedom when you get to talk like a child a little bit than an adult? Which world do you like better? That's interesting. Um, Childhood sounds more fun. Yeah, it is. The stuff that they have kids doing and saying is usually more fun, but it doesn't pay as well. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And I've heard just your what your comment about the pay for play. I've heard that from a lot of established uh, people, you know, and so it's it's not just a it's just a I guess the way it is sometimes there. But uh, for the adventures and honesty, I wanted to mention, do you have to be in the same studio at, or do, yes. do you, you do have to? I imagine you would. Yeah. Yeah, we all work like together, which is the fun part of mm -hmm. acting. That's the fun part that, you know, people miss out on in other parts of the country, although they can totally make a great living. It's a different business. Yeah. It's you know, world. It looks different. I don't know who your listening audience is in particular on this podcast, but there's so many different ways to do voiceover. I mean, I'm doing a book. I just finished an audio book. My husband helped produce a little kid's book, which was fun for a guy who used to work at Focus on the Family. But I also am going to narrate my friend's novel because she's my friend and my writing partner. Um, but there's audiobooks, there's e-learning apps, there's narration, there's, uh, you know, video games. I work on a, an online video game called Blade and Soul, and it just doesn't die. They, I did die once, and then they called me back. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I thought I died. Well, yeah, but there's stuff. We, we redo stuff from the beginning, and so I'm so thankful. So some yeah. of that is a recurring business, you know, um, and hopefully you make friends when you work with people, whether you see them face-to-face -face or not, so they'll think of you and try to stay in touch and, you know, keep those relationships up. You know, I'm just fortunate because i don't know people just been blessed yeah I don't you know realize you're part of a, a an elite group though i'm sure that you know that there are many 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 more who will be rejected in this business you know i do the older i get the more i appreciate that and and it, it i was telling my husband last night you know look we were going i told you we went to dinner like these people we're hanging out with and we're talking about this is a very um, we're not the people that we know and the people that we talk about are most of them well-known people. And it's like, how did I get here? And even Townie Townsend, we went to a Passover Seder uh, wow. together. I invited him and, uh, and we were laughing and he's having a birthday. Oh, he said, you know, I'm going to be this old. And how did we get here, Katie? And I said, you know, I don't know. And then I just texted him. I said, you know, we're legit. Whatever I did in the past was good or bad. It still exists as a body of work. And that's who I am. I don't know. I can't explain it. I'm just thankful. You're somebody's toy. I mean, you I'm know. So, I'm a lot of, I'm a few toys, actually. Got toys that they pull the string and, and the Katie Lee's voice comes out. <laughs> well, when I did the Mr. Men show, they made a toy from Little Miss Chatterbox, a couple of them. And so, and so she was talking and, you know, and hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me now? Um, uh, just a minute. Hold on, please. So they made this little, you've seen those toys. They're like beanbags. And when you throw them, right. they talk. 
Mm-hmm. And my daughter was in Germany with YWAM studying for like nine months. And I sent her it, but you send it in the mail, it bounces around. And she, <laughs> it talks and she threw it in the closet, I guess, to get rid of it or something. But <laughs> people would go in the closet and bump it. And, and they, she said, they would say, Laura, your mother. Your mother's talking again. <laughs> Are you happy that we're, we're past the uh, pull the string days? That's good exercise, though, isn't it? Yeah, Pulled but it's good exercise as a voice actor. Right. Because you <laughs> learn those toys could only handle a certain range of pitch. You had to stay within a certain sound that it could replicate. That. Yeah, hmm. it was. I did a CNSA once, as I think Christopher Robin. Let me I ask you a question: How how do people know that they're not meant to do this? Like, let's just say someone says, "Hey, I Ooh. I do regular voiceover, but I I want to take a crack at animation too," you know. And how, how would they know that it's not for them? Like, in other words, what what is that it factor that you've seen people they try it, but you know they didn't make it. Okay, well, that there's a two two parts to that. One is, is it for you as a career, and is it for you as something you like to do? Mm-hmm. Because you can always have fun doing it. There's, I just found out there's something called Casting Call website or something like that. There's a lot of free stuff out there that you can be a part of and just do. And if you like doing it, do it. I mean, like when people ask Will, how did you know you wanted to be a voice actor? He always says, when the check cleared. Um, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's it. When I moved to LA to try uh, to get into the animation business and I was fortunate and the, the, the upshot of the story is I graduated college and had to, uh, I was told there was no real need for my type of voice in San Francisco at the time I needed to go to LA, which is where I was raised. Um, coincidentally, and I didn't really want to come back down here, but I called one of the large talent agencies, and my agent happened to answer the phone because she was filling in for the receptionist. So, wow. me, you know, right off the bat, and I was with them for 26 years. Hmm. Um, the, the question is, so when do you know it's, I mean, to me, my, my thing was, I'll go down there, I'll try it, I'll give it two years. If I can't make a living, i got to find something else to do. And even if you're booking work, it may not be enough these days to live on. So uh, you, you got to maybe have an, you know, it sounds cliche to have something else you can do to make money. Yeah. Or plan A, 1A and 1B because, one, you know, <laughs> they're parallel, simultaneous. That's true. From toys, drama, I mean, uh, animation. You do uh, foreign accents, too. <laughs> I do some. Yes, I do. What kind of accents you like? I'm doing a accents? new character from a show called Legend Quest, and her name is Brother Grace. It hasn't come out yet. And she talks like this. She cool. has accent and no, we will go this way kind of thing. She's <laughs> out of, a little bit out of my normal like that. thing that I do. I do a lot of Hispanic accents. Like when I did um, Animalia, I played a character and her name was Zoe. And she had a, an accent like that. And once I was a Spanish worm. Who talk like this? Of course, if you're gypsy, you have some sort of Eastern European accent. Love it. Uh, and occasionally, I might play an Asian. Just the thing is, when I do accents, they're just slight accents. 
Mm-hmm. Just a little taste. I, I wouldn't. I don't usually do caricatures unless they're called for. And people don't do that too much anymore nowadays. Actually, it's sort of a mandate starting last year that if you're going to do a character with a certain ethnicity, you have to be that ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of getting nudged out of that. But uh, for a couple years, for an uh, e-learning a company that taught business people how to act in certain situations. I played a Hawaiian woman who talked like this, I think, and also an Indian. Her name was uh, Punja, I believe, something. And so she had, uh, she was also one of the characters in that. And then for a health company, I play an old Korean woman. She's Korean and she's about 80. So she has a little bit of an accent, but not too much because she was raised here. Every day is a surprise. I wake up and I look at my phone and see, okay, what's come in today? Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it's jobs. I'm on the Pandora roster, so I do stuff for Pandora. You just don't know. So you have to be a person who's flexible. It's interesting. What a great life you have. And, uh, you know, uh, Katie Lee has been our special guest, voice actor, coach, author, speaker. <laughs> She's Connie. Hello, Connie, from the Adventures in Honesty, also Disney. Hello. Thanks for having me. And weeds are calling my name. Go to our website. K-A-T-I-E-L-E-I-G-H.com or voiceofyourchildhood.com. She is one busy lady, Katie Lee. Uh, <laughs> there she goes. And, and so is, take us out as Connie and say goodbye to everybody. And thanks okay. for being on the program, by the way. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, bye, everyone. Uh, I got to clean up. Wits End's a mess. I got to clean up here, but thanks. We'll see you guys tomorrow, okay? All right, all right. Close the door behind you. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailor solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bairdynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth To Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And by Hamilton Stands, founded in 1883 in Hamilton, Ohio, Hamilton Stands is the oldest music and instrument stand maker in the world. They offer a broad range of sheet music stands, band and orchestra instrument stands, and combo stands, including mic stands, guitar and keyboard stands, and accessories. In fact, the broadcast you're listening to is made using a Hamilton stage rocker mic stand. Visit HamiltonStands.com. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission. To make you sound your best, thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice, total sound control products from Oralex. Enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. 